What up? It's Dramos from the Life as a Gringo podcast. Here to give a shout out to State Farm for proudly supporting this show and all the storytellers on the Michael Tura podcast network. State Farm values family as much as we do, and that's why they offer surprisingly great rates. So you don't have to give up doing the things you love with the folks you love. With State Farm, you'll help protect what's important to you. Together, we are committed to elevating Latino voices. It's our time to be heard about so many topics. And with help from State Farm, we can speak on things like mental health, culture, financial literacy, living life as a gringo, and so much more. State Farm supports our vision, our communities, our neighborhoods, and our people because our loved ones are just as important to them as they are to you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, a proud sponsor of the Michael Tura Podcast Network. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? This is the third installment, hour number three of me on the Mark Levin Show. I'm thanking you so much for sticking with us. There's so much that we talked about in this one. We're going to get into everything that we discussed before and a little bit more. And we're going to wrap it up with a little bit of Abraham Lincoln. So don't move a muscle because hour number three of me on the Mark Levin Show starts right now. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, sitting in for the great one, Mark Levin, tonight. Of course, uh, a very, very happy sukkot uh, to everybody that is celebrating our Jewish brethren. And, of course, an uh, early happy birthday shout-out to the great one, Mark Levin, uh, which is, I believe, lined up for tomorrow. And Mark will be with us again this week. But our phone number, 877-381-3811. If you're a lib and you want to argue a little bit, if we have time, I got a lot of topics this hour, but if we have time, I will get to you and you, we will cut to the front of the line just to have a civil, knowledgeable discussion on uh, the stuff that we're talking about on the air. 877-381-3811 for you. Now, Earlier, we talked about Abraham Lincoln and his admonition, his warning to us in the Lycene Address. And I read it at the uh, top of the first hour. I'm not going to get back into that, but it's, a, it's an amazing speech. It's a great document. You should check it out because he gives us this, this warning, this foreshadowing of, of what is to come in America if people are corrupted. Those that are in government become corrupted and do what they should not do. And we lose sight of how our forefathers fought for us, how those who came before us did what they did for America. And again, he's talking about the America of 1838. Clearly, so much of that is still ringing true today with, at least in New York, chaos in the streets, at the border, chaos at the border. Afghanistan, you already know about that. I'm not even going to get into that, but I am going to talk about one of those characters, which is General Milley. But I want to start off with some of the kind of cultural stuff that happened this weekend because Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, all out crazy herself, uh, you, you remember last week she had all this red carpet drama, and there's a little bit more drama going on with her, and I'm going to touch on it. But another big story that uh, has been the talk of the town today, and I'm, I'm, no, I'm no Larry Kudlow, right, when it comes to financial news, but... 
The Dow tumbled 900 points as Wall Street's fears turned to China. China. And this is bad. And the reason it's bad is because people are losing their shirts and have the potential to lose their shirts. Now, we saw this this plummet in Wall Street, and it's because of all this speculation over Evergrande, this Chinese, this huge Chinese company that owns tons of real estate and is slowly becoming insolvent. And this is a problem that is not only going to affect China's economy and send a massive blow to their economy, but it's going to send a massive blow to our own economy. And in the midst of all of that, AOC all out crazy herself, she is, I guess, maybe um, thinking, let me take advantage of every good crisis I can find. And she says, you know what? We're going to extend the pandemic unemployment insurance. And I say, hey, let me get some of that, right? They're giving out free money. Let me get some. But AOC, she's going to introduce a bill to extend pandemic unemployment assistance benefits, which expired in September. Now, she talked about this last week and talked about introducing it and I think put it out there, but she's back. And she's saying this uh, in a virtual town hall, saying, blah, 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 we're going at it, we're doing this thing. Now, I, I think that she may gain some traction with this. I'm not sure. I really don't know. But I do know that if we continue to do this, the result is the same. And what I mean by that is, Money that's constantly coming in from the government that isn't being earned by the people. And again, unemployment insurance is a different story. But that may be the easiest way to spoon feed socialism. And when you look at an economy like China's, where, you know, China is is a communist country. They have the Communist Party that runs China. But they hide behind this guise or this uh, patina of capitalism. And they do that because they generate millions of dollars, but then they attach themselves as, you know, 51% partner of everybody and take your money, more than half of it. And it just makes me think, this is bad news, bad news for America. And when you have a politician like AOC all out crazy, our least favorite congresswoman from the Bronx and Queens, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and she shows up at parties saying tax the rich. It, it doesn't help. It doesn't help that she calls herself working class. I guess she was once working class. You know, I was once a barber and I'm still working class. You know, I, I can't be retired. N- not at this point in my life. So the point, I guess, is that AOC's back in the news. She's making all these headlines. And I, I love to, to call her to the carpet as often as I can because she's kind of... Uh, What's the word? Slippery, if you will. Right. I tried to say hello to her once. And I, if you've listened to me on this program or my uh, podcast, This is America with Rich Valdez, you may have heard this story. But three years ago, two years ago, 2019, I tried to say hello to her. And we both were marching in the Puerto Rican parade in New York City. And uh, she literally just like ran across Fifth Avenue and like totally dodged me, you know, cut her eyes at me and everything. It was really bizarre because I was being super respectful and it was misconstrued. I wanted to debate policy, but not at the parade. I wanted to invite her on the radio to do that. So I'll do it again today. AOC all out crazy. If you are out there, give us a call. 877-381-3811. We will get you to the front of the line. You'll be the first one up there. 1-877-381-3811. Now, AOC was on Instagram Live reading from the dictionary because she says, this is not ironic. It's not ironic that I came to the rich people's party and talked about taxing the rich. Not ironic at all. Listen to this. 
You know, I'm hearing some folks, especially the right wing, having this critique about Monday saying, isn't it ironic that she showed up in attacks the rich dress? And I think we need to go back to literary class a little bit. This conversation comes up. Now, the definition of irony is the use of words that mean the opposite of what you really think, especially in order to be funny. Um, that's not the opposite of what uh, we need to tax the rich and we need to confront this establishment and this concentration of wealth that likes to consider or market itself as liberal or progressive, but wants to do absolutely wealth inequality and oftentimes lobbies to protect um, laws, including in the Democratic Party, to preserve the establishment of their class interests is this isn't some theoretical or abstract political statement right now we are we are debating the reconciliation and build back better act which includes historic expansions in child care health care climate action isn't that the problem that we're having these historic expansions of the government it's clear to me that either she doesn't know but more likely she doesn't care where that money comes from because she's making enough of it now as an employee of the government. She's part of the deal. They've cut her in on that piece of the pie. She has a campaign uh, account that's something like 30 million bucks. She's in. And she raises money more than anybody else. So when you look at that and you say, it's, it's not ironic. I don't think you need a dictionary to talk about the definition of irony. And the irony here is that AOC says she wants to tax the rich and she's for the people, but she's hobnobbing with the rich. Now, again, this was done to death. I don't want to really redo that and like relitigate that on the radio. We know all of that about her. But what's interesting was over the weekend, there was more stories that came out about good old AOC. And I thought it was just funny. This is ironic, right? That the designer that created this tax the rich dress, well, she owes taxes in in the amount of something like 130k and she's a canadian not an american and this is in the uk daily mail designer clothing brand that devised aoc's tax the rich met gala dress doesn't even pay its own taxes <laughs> records show aurora james's firm failed to pay state and federal taxes totaling 130k now she's 37 year old uh, aurora james she's the owner and uh, designer of this What's it called? I don't want to say a dressmaker. I'm going to say a fashion label, right? Uh, called the Brother Vellies. And she founded this. And she's got three open tax warrants in New York State for failing to withhold income taxes from employees' paychecks. That's 15 grand. James's firm is also the subject of six federal liens, legal claims against property for failing to pay a tax debt totaling $103,000. And it goes on to say the Canadians also prove she has no problem taking money from taxpayers and her company received uh, over $40,000 in pandemic relief. Well, that's not such a bad thing. I mean, that was a program that was available to business owners. But you should you should pay your taxes and we all should. And AOC labeled James a working class designer. That's where it really gets rich here, because this woman recently bought a $1.6 million home in Hollywood Hills. Now, if you've never been down to Hollywood Hills, I have. And not because I get to hobnob with the rich and famous, but because in 2014, 2015, I worked with James O'Keefe, who's got a story that's about to drop, by the way. And we we did a story out there. And we were out in Hollywood Hills. And, it, I mean, you're talking about the mega rich. I mean, I've never seen houses like this, not even in the Hamptons. This is big stuff over there. 
and she calls her a working class designer. So uh, again, a little trivial, but I think this is an interesting story because again, it's another juxtaposition of how fake and phony and fraudulent the Democrats are. And she owes all this money and yada, yada, yada. Now, AOC is talking about all of this stuff about our our economy and our our system, and she's been very frank with us, at least she hasn't lied. She hates capitalism. She hates the free markets. She likes the idea that government is in control because she's a Marxist. And you guys, if you haven't gotten Mark Levin's book, American Marxism, you got to go out and get a copy. It's now, for, for me, I, I read through it when he uh, sent me the paperback version before it came out. And I, I've read it. I reread it. I feel like I keep missing stuff because it really is so chock full of information. But you got to read it. And chapter, I think it's chapter seven, that final chapter. Really, really read that. And if you're not going to read the whole book, start with chapter seven. So this way you know exactly what action you can take. And make sure you get it on Amazon.com or wherever you get your books. But get a copy of Mark Levin's book. Ten weeks now. Is that right, Mr. Producer? Ten weeks? Nine weeks, nine weeks. I'm shooting for 10. I'm, I'm, I'm overstating it because I believe he's going to get it. But nine weeks so far in the number one spot on the New York Times, uh, the leftist rag that it is, the New York Times, <laughs> on their bestseller list. But she is the epitome of an American Marxist. She's idolized climate change and climate everything in the name of Marxism. It's all a ruse. It's all a scam, if you will, to attack the free market, to attack capitalism. And we always find it odd, right, or striking when the Hollywood elite, when they kind of come out and, and, you know, they they say something that's right or true, for example, because we're so used to them always saying things we disagree with. So I found it really odd that Seth Rogen, the comedian who, you know, he got into that controversy with Kim Jong-un back in the day, a couple of years back and Netflix with the movie he made. Uh, he was at the Emmys yesterday as their host, as the MC, and he, he literally complained on camera, and it seemed very sincere, that there's too many of us in this little tiny room that's not really outside. It's like a super enclosed or medically sealed tent. Listen to this. Anyway, good to be here at the Emmy Awards. Let me start by saying there is way too many of us in this little room. What are we doing? They said this was outdoors. It's not. They lied to us. We're in a hermetically sealed tent right now. I would not have come to this. Why is there a roof? It's more important that we have three chandeliers than that we make sure we don't kill Eugene Levy tonight. That is what has been decided. This is insane. I went from wiping my groceries to having Paul Bettany sneeze in my face. So that's a big week anyone's going to sneeze in my face, Paul. I want it to be you. <laughs> well, a little levity from uh, Seth Rogen. I think I do find him funny, you know, half the time. Uh, sometimes he's a little overboard, but he, I think he's a talented actor, talented comedian, although usually wrong on politics. But even he's calling out his Hollywood lefty friends because this is so uh, emblematic of the hypocrisy that they continually display. This is an ongoing thing for them. And again, preaching to the choir, but something that I think is worthy of being repeated because that's where we are. We have to know their game in order to come at them. We can't just sit there, fold our arms and say, oh, I'm frustrated. What am I going to do? These people are corrupting the minds and children and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. 
there are ways that we can fight back, and they're all in American Marxism. So I want you to check that out. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the duplicitous Democrats, but I also want to talk about some duplicity uh, coming from the military, and in particular, General Milley, because China is, is a big foe. We got this whole big economic issue that is going to affect China, which could, in effect, really hurt the United States in some ways when their economy implodes. That's going to have some implication on our economy, and we're already seeing what's happening in the stock market. So we're going to get into that stuff with General Milley. I don't want you to leave. We have a bunch of stuff I want to go on to discuss about General Milley. I want to give you the phone number, 877-381-3811. If you served in the military and you actually were under Millie's command, give me a call. I want to hear if he's the same guy, if he's a different guy. I'd love to get your thoughts. And we're going to talk about that. And if we have time, I got one more topic. I'll surprise you with that one. Don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez in for the great one. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. Welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And our phone number, 877-381-3811. So I mentioned General Milley because General Milley and Jen Pasirko back Pasaki and so many in our government, especially the ones that happen to be Democrats, they all seem to embrace Marxism and they think that the Communist Chinese Party is our friend. They think that the Communist Chinese Party is not a threat, the biggest threat, the biggest global threat that the United States has. No, they think they're just an adversary, just a competitor. So let's get uh, the opinion of the callers. Let's take it to Brooklyn, New York, where I was born and raised. Jimmy from Brooklyn, what's up, my man? You're doing a great show. By the way, you read Lincoln's speech and writings really, really well. Your voice, your intonation's perfect. Thank you, sir. China is a threat. I don't understand conservatives and others who say, what's China's goal? They are communists. Their goal is world communist conquest, and we are the enemy. China got built by us to counter Russia after we built Russia. Could you imagine somebody having brain cancer and the doctor decides to give them lung cancer to counter the brain cancer? Mm. We built the Soviet threat, then we built the red Chinese threat to counter the Soviets. It's absolutely brilliant for them and stupid for us. China's been sending us heroin for 50 years, then they send us other synthetic drugs, and they send us fentanyl, now they send us a virus. It's not a coincidence, buddy. All of these things come out of that Wuhan area, the chemical and biological warfare. We built that virus. We helped them. They could put that technique on a more dangerous virus. Mm -hmm. The idea of making it uh, extremely contagious, that's one part. That We'll we'll leave it there, Jimmy, because the music means that we got to go. But like always, brilliant analysis. You're a historian when it comes to Chinese communism, communism globally. Don't move a muscle. You can't believe what General Milley had to say. I'm Rich Valdez in for The Great One. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. 
Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. Mark Levin Show, Rich Valdez filling in, a.k.a. Mr. Call Screener. I really am the same Mr. Call Screener that you guys speak with. And uh, forgive me if I'm ever rude or curt or very, very brief. And that's because the show moves very, very quickly. And sometimes I get crazies calling me from all over the place. So um, I apologize. Anyway. Phone number is 877-381-3811. I'm also the host of This Is America with Rich Valdez on iHeartRadio and available on any podcast app. So make sure you take a second to subscribe to that. Give a follow as well at Rich Valdez with an S. And make sure you follow the great one, Mark Levin, on Getter and subscribe to his podcast as well. Now, we were talking about China. And uh, our buddy Jimmy from Brooklyn is always so eloquent with that stuff because this is the Chinese Communist Party. This is how they work, right? We opened up the show talking about Lincoln, how, how we would be destroyed from within. And that's how it is. The Chinese, they make friends. They get friendly people inside. doesn't mean that they're Russian agents or Chinese agents or agents of any foreign government, although they can be. I'm not ruling it out. But I am saying that just being sympathetic is, is a part of their goal because it helps advance their foreign policy agenda. If we don't view them as a threat and we just think that they're just a competitor, well, we're screwing ourselves, right? So when Jen Pasirko back Pasaki, she's at a White House press briefing today and she says, our relationship with China is not one of conflict, but one of competition. It makes you think, I've heard that before, but let's hear her. Check this out. Friendship that he says is, quote, completely dysfunctional. He warned of a potential new Cold War and said the U.S. and China need to be cooperating more on COVID um, and other global challenges. So do you have, how would you respond to the U.S. Secretary General on, on his call for the U.S. and China to be more friendly, I suppose? Well, first I would say the president's view and this administration's view is that our relationship with China is one not of conflict, but of competition. Uh, and so we wouldn't agree with the characterization of the relationship. Oh, simple. We just don't agree. They're our buddies. You know, it's, it's a space race. It's not an arms race. It's a space race. We're just, you know, we're all trying to win here. Listen, competition is the free market. China's not the free market. And everybody knows it. That's why their economy is about to take this big hit because of the way they play their games, because of the way they manipulate their currency and hurt their own people in many ways. And now they're hurting our people with their China virus. That's my best Trump. I don't do a great Trump, but, you know, I try. I try to do a good Trump. Anyway, where else have we heard this China's not our enemy, but our competitor? We've heard it from Joe El Baboso Biden, but we've also heard it from people who've recently kind of handed over the Bagram Air uh, Field, uh, the air base in Afghanistan. And I don't want to jump into Afghanistan, but I do want to say it's so strategically close to China that it does beg the question, why are we doing what we did? And is it to help our friendly competitors? Are we helping them with a win? Or are we helping the United States? I want to roll the tape back 
to as far back as 2015. We got General Mark Milley in 2015 saying China is not the enemy. Listen to this. Uh, China is not an enemy. Uh, and I think that's important for people to clearly understand. Uh, China is a rising power. Uh, China has been a rising power t- since uh, Deng Xiaoping in 79. And they've been clicking off at 10% growth for you know, almost 30 years, and they dropped down to about 7% last year or two. And they'll probably drop again, you know, and come into the range of normalcy and 3 to 5% growth. But that's still significant economic growth. And there's been a really large historic change from a North Atlantic-based global economy to now it's proceeding to be a North Pacific-based global economy. So uh, with respect to China, um, what normally happens historically, it's not in all cases, but in most cases, where you have economic growth of that magnitude typically follows military power. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a a significant increase in in, uh, Chinese military uh, capabilities over the last uh, 10 to 20 years. Uh, And uh, they are going to develop themselves and are developing themselves uh, into a great power. That is not to say, however, that they are an enemy. So that's 2015. So to uh, to give benefit of doubt, I will say... We weren't in the same situation with China then as we are now, but they've always had the same end goal, total global domination. That's what they do. But we're going to get to his other comments in 2017 in a moment. I want to read this piece right here. Investigation. The United States has funded over 250 studies for Chinese communist military researchers, and this is in the National Pulse. By the way, that audio that we just uh, listened to was uh, from the Bongino Report. I wanted to give a hat tip to Bongino Report. Now, here's this article by Natalie Winters today. Various National Institute of Health agencies, including Anthony Fauci's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, have funded over 250 studies authored by researchers at institutions controlled by China's People's Liberation Army. The National Pulse can uh, exclusively reveal, excuse me. Now, you'll remember the People's Liberation Army that's led by General Li. Who's he? General Milley's buddy, right? We learned that a couple of weeks ago. And apparently there's a, a former Trump official saying, no, no, this is pretty much the, the par for the course. And I'm going to get into that one in a moment. But going back to this, following this unique investigation uh, into the origins of uh, scientific research papers, the whopping level of collaboration with the Chinese military will further concerns in the United States that the political class has surrendered to the Communist Party in China. Wow. Last week, it emerged that the ranking general in the United States Armed Forces agreed to tip off China in advance of a U.S.-led attack. Now, we heard about that. And again, my wow, somewhat incredulous, right? I mean, it wasn't fake. I I really, I I find this hard to believe, even though I know it's happening right in front of my face because I'm so disappointed that Americans are rolling over this way for communists. The unearthed studies from the National Institutes of Health online database expand upon the People's Liberation Party, the PLA, to their ties with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And this was unearthed by the National Pulse. Of 265 studies identified by National Pulse, the Chinese military entity most frequently appearing on studies funded by the NIH is the Beijing-based PLA General Hospital, a subsidiary of the Army's Joint Logistics Support Force of the Central Military Commission. And again, this is the the Chinese army. Now, a deleted 
informational site about the facility notes that it's, quote, the largest comprehensive hospital in the whole army that is, quote, responsible for the medical and health care tasks of the leaders of the state and the military commission. So China's Communist Party, their government-funded hospital, is literally advanced by studies from the United States funded by Fauci, or at least Fauci's group. Should we not be in shock and awe right here? <laughs> I mean, you, you suspect these things until they're in your face and they're proven. And it's like, hold on a second, son. This is no bueno. Anyway, we continue. A study called Crass-Deficient T-Cells Attenuate Graft versus Host... Well, we don't need the whole exact name. Uh, but this is one of the many that they went through. And it's a pretty long article with lots of citations. I recommend you check it out. I'm not going to give it to you all here. But bottom line, this is a big deal. When the government lies about what they're doing with vaccine research, when the government lies about the relationships that they have with foreign entities, or when individuals within the government are kind of just saying, you know what, we're going to uh, just view the bad guys as competitors. We've got a problem, Houston. And this is why I go back now to 2017, General Mark Milley. And let's hear what he had to say there. Check this out. We call that a construct of four plus one, uh, which is Russia, China, Iran, North Korea, and a counterterrorist threat. Again, they're not all equal. And I wouldn't call uh, them all enemies, per se. China, for example, uh, I would hesitate to call China an enemy. Some would say adversary. Others would say enemy. Some would say hostile. I think they are what the slide implies. They're a competitor. Uh, and the competition between the United States and China has a military dimension to it. Uh, but that is a far cry, and that's a long leap between that and enemy. I've heard talk and I've read many studies and books talking about the inevitability of war between the United States and China. I take exception to that. History is not deterministic. It's not inevitable, and it by no means uh, is uh, predictive. Uh, so you can't take from history and predict the future. Uh, there is a lot of time between now and any time the United States and China would become, quote, unquote, an enemy uh, where armed conflict were to be pursued. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you, the great listeners of the program, being the jury, have we made our case that General Milley is soft on China and not tough on anything? I think so, but we're going to take it to you guys. Let's go to Cincinnati, Ohio. Chris in Cincinnati. What's up, man? You're on with Rich Valdez, Mark Levin Show. What's on your mind tonight? Rich, thank you so much for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Wonderful. Go for it. Great. Um, You know, I I just wanted to take a little bit of time with your listeners because um, I think this is a lot bigger there's something a lot bigger behind the scenes that people need to be aware of. And I've studied World War II, I mean, for 25 years. I'm, I'm 51 years old now, and World War II fascinated me on how the world, the globe, can allow one person to pretty much dictate uh, what happens throughout his country and other countries, what he wanted to do with Germany. And I think it's happening right now as we speak. And the reason why I say that, there's a gentleman that I think people need to be aware of, and his name is Klaus Schwab. Yeah, what does he have to do with General Milley? What what Schwab is, he's he's a part of the World Economic Forum. And when you take a look at what's going on in France, Canada... It doesn't sound like Milley in China to me. 
Well, when you when you think about it, um, Schwab kind of has has his generals out. Now, there. All I hear you doing is repeating this guy's name, giving him a hell of a plug on this program, and obfuscating what I asked, which was, what's the connection with Millie in China? So, thank you for wasting my time, sir, and that of twenty million Americans, fourteen million on terrestrial radio, and probably another six million on the podcast tomorrow. Sorry about that, folks. Every now and again, when I'm not Mr. Call Screener, one of these clowns. Sneaks through and decides to promote their own agenda and talk about these authors and drop the author's name over and over and over again. And this is what they live for. And my apologies to you, the audience. But I think I did make an effective case drawing the connection with General Milley and saying that, you know what, this guy is soft. He's soft on China. But straight ahead, a real lawyer, not me. Talking on the radio, but the great one, Mark Levin, he was on Jesse Waters program this Saturday and he says enough is enough. John Durham needs to drag Hillary Clinton before a grand jury. You don't want to miss this. Don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. We are not done yet. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. All right, welcome back. As promised, I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media, the host of This Is America on iHeartRadio, and you can get my podcast wherever you want. That's Rich Valdez with an S, and uh, our phone number is 877-381-3811. We're talking about Mark Levin's analysis. The great one was on with Jesse Waters on the Fox News Channel this weekend, and he says enough is enough. John Durham needs to drag Hillary Clinton before a grand jury. Check this out. All right, Mark, you're an analysis of the Durham indictment. My analysis of the Durham indictment is that Hillary Clinton is Mr. Big in the middle of all this. <laughs> and so my question would be for Mr. Durham, have you dragged Hillary Clinton in front of your grand jury yet or not? Mm. Because enough is enough. This Clinton campaign through this law firm was so thoroughly corrupt, using its money to create false evidence against Donald Trump connecting him to Russia. And then she would go out there and talk about how Donald Trump was bought and paid for by Russia. She had Pelosi do it. The Democrats were all tap dancing and pushing the same issue. They're friends in the media. So really, what does this come down to? You you hammered it well on the FBI. But Hillary Clinton has always been corrupt. She's always been a liar. And she's still corrupt and she's still a liar and she's never been held to account. She needs to be brought in front of the grand jury. That's number one. Number two, the media are corrupt and filled with liars. Virtually everybody today in big media push this story. Yep. And yet they continue to have their jobs. They should all be losing their jobs. And finally, this law firm. This law firm is detestable. It not only had Sussman as a partner who's now been scrubbed from their website, <laughs> but has this guy, Mark Elias, who was involved in the dossier and now is involved in a massive dark money network, as Fox has reported, with a bunch of front groups that have raised hundreds of millions of dollars to try to affect the next election the way he and they affected 
the prior election in 2020. And you know what, Jesse? We're not allowed to talk about it. We're told, no, you're, you're election deniers. We even have people like Chris Christie running around and talking about it. So here we have more than enough evidence to show what Hillary Clinton, the DNC, this law firm and their favorite lawyer did with hundreds of millions of dollars, lied about Trump, lied about corruption, lied about Russia. For three years, this country was dragged through the toilet. And now we're not allowed to talk about it. And yet there's an enormous evidence they're up to no good again with these front groups, dark money, meaning no transparent money, billionaires pouring tens yeah. of millions of dollars into the effort in the next election. If we had an honest media, this wouldn't be going on. So they're as corrupt as the FBI and Hillary Clinton, period. Period. The great one summed it up on that thread of the Russiagate thread, of, of the collusion thread. But overall, these actors, these same bad actors have been doing the same thing for years. They used the system to break the system, to destroy the system. This is a Stalinistic tactic. Clinton, she, she believes in that stuff. She's a student of Saul Alinsky. She loves that stuff. And she's not the only one. There's plenty like her in our government. But again, this isn't specifically about them. What did Lincoln say? At what point then is the approach of danger to be expected? I answer, if it ever reaches, us, it must spring up amongst us. It can't come from abroad. If destruction be our lot, we must ourselves be its author and finisher as a nation of free men. We must live through it all or this nation will die by suicide. Hillary Clinton is trying to suicide America. The Chinese Communist Party is trying to get as many Hillary Clintons as it can get to suicide America. If we stand for nothing, we will fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you and you and you and everybody listening to do nothing. So it's been my pleasure to be with you guys because... It's always an honor. It just truly is. All right, America, and that wraps up our number three. You just heard my three-hour show live and direct across all of America, and I want to thank you guys for being a part of it. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the five-star reviews. Thank you for following on social media and for sharing this with your friends. That means the world to us, and the numbers continue to grow, and your support continues to show in those numbers. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America, I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. 